It's not just another boring podcast from some loser broadcasting from his mom's basement. It's from his dingy garage instead. Whatever, man. We cover everything. Pop culture, food. Let me guess, tacos again? That's that's what this show's about. Politics, sports, entertainment, and whatever the hell else is on his mind. I have an addictive personality. Live from the Big Brother Bungalow in Southern California. Scared to tell us the city, Jake? Yeah. <laughs> it's the Big Brother Jake Podcast. Yo, what's good, y'all? It's the Big Brother Jake Podcast. I am your host, Big Brother Jake, a.k.a. Jake Warner. Welcome to the show. You can listen to the show on SoundCloud.com slash the Big Brother Jake Podcast. You can also go to iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or tune in. In the keywords, type in the Big Brother Jake Podcast. Boom, you're in there. Wow, two for one week, huh? Labor Day weekend? Just heard episode 41, I'm assuming, and now you're on episode 42. Damn, why two podcasts? I'll explain it right now. Before I get any further, this episode of the Big Brother Jake Podcast is brought to you by FabulistaCookies.com. They make the thick and chewy cookies, the brownies, the crispy cereal rice treats, you know, and they're freshly measured, mixed, baked, and packaged, so you can be sure that the goodies you receive have not been sitting pre-made for days, because that's just gross. A freshness and unfabricated home quality awaits you. Let nostalgia be your friend, your transporter, your memory rouser. Go to fabulistacookies.com and let them know the Big Brother Jake podcast sent you. All right, so... Without further ado, um, my man here that I'm about to introduce you to, his name is Jesse Tassetti, and he was going to do an interview on episode 41. However, we got to talking about a lot of stuff, and I don't, I didn't want to shortchange him whatsoever. Um, Jesse Tassetti is a friend of mine from high school. Yes, I'm going back. It's like, you know... Al Bundy and Polkai and four touchdowns. A lot of people I associate with, I've associated with for many, many, many years. It's important to me to keep relationships. And Jesse Tassetti is a special person to me. Um, we went to the same high school, Pacific High School in San Bernardino, California. Shout out to PMOP. And he's done a lot of great things. Jesse is a Navy vet. He's been overseas. He's been in some conflicts and whatnot for this country. And he has a wonderful project that he wants to discuss. Now, the, ep- the, the interview went about an hour, so it's a little long. <laughs> and we get a little carried away. But I couldn't do it justice by trying to put that whole thing on with the last show because the last show was very draining and somewhat powerful to me, uh, if I must say so myself. But uh, I have to say, this particular interview struck me pretty hard, so... Without further ado, I want to introduce you to one of my best friends in the world, one of the greatest human beings, and with a cause that, that's moving, and you'll love his story. Ladies and gentlemen, we get to the great Jesse Tassetti right now. You're listening to the Big Brother Jake Podcast. Yo, back at the Big Brother Jake podcast. This next guest that I have coming on, let me tell you about this man. He is one of the coolest cats I've ever known. I've known this guy over 25 years. We grew up in San Bernardino together. By the way, like myself, he's a Navy man, but he was smart. He stayed in until he retired. He did 20 years in 23 days. He made sure I had to say 23 days as, as, a, as a corpsman. He made chief. My man, Jesse Tassetti. What's going on, my homie? What up, big brother Jake? <laughs> How you doing, crazy, homie? You know, I'm good, man. It's kind of crazy what us Southern California San Bernardino boys can do with a little bit of hard work and effort. Right? Dino Strong, man. People don't realize we are a blue-collar town. We put in that work, man. Exactly, man. I go around, you know, I might I might have left the 909, you know, and, and moved out to the Jersey Shore <laughs> and... uh but you ain't going to take the 909 out of me. I got to go lay down for a nap here in a little bit because I got to watch that USC game tonight at 1030. <laughs> That's hardcore, man. You keep it California even back east, man. So I did get I your – I got tw- you, man. <laughs> Absolutely. You have to. 
I made sure when I introed you, bro, I got your 20 years in, 23 days in, and you made it a point to say, don't don't cut me short when I said, okay, I'll just say 20. No, 23 days too. Anyway. Explain that. Explain that. Why are you so proud of those yeah. 23 days? <laughs> hey, so I retired as soon as I could from the Navy, man. When I joined the Navy, I kicked around the idea, you know, when my old man said, hey, you're going to go uh, – Cause here, here it goes. This is how I joined the Navy. Yes, tell the story. Uh, I was done. I was done. I was done at Pacific High School. Um, didn't know what I was doing. I was playing in tennis shoes at Big Five. That was my second job that I had. You know, because if you remember, I used to work at that AMPM for a couple That's of days. That's right. You sure the, <laughs> across across the street from Norton, and I was there like my third shift. And uh, you know, we weren't supposed to do the. Uh, uh, after a certain number of time or whatever, you know, certain hours, yeah, yeah, certain yeah. time of the day. And uh, I was working, and the dude that was my boss was, like, back in the back. And some dude rolled up and was like, give me the money, stuck a gun in me, and Ooh. was like, here you go. I said, hey, this this, this is, uh, this ain't my money, here you go. And then I left. <laughs> I didn't go back, so... I was selling tennis shoes at Big Five. Mm-hmm. Told my dad I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't going to go to school. I wanted to take a year off. Mm-hmm. And you know, being a police officer, my mom being a health aide, you know, we weren't the richest of people. Sure, yeah. And uh, he's he's like, I can't afford the health insurance. You got to have health insurance because you know I'm an accident prone dude too. <laughs> and so uh, I wasn't going to say nothing out loud, but gave, yes. <laughs> but uh, he, he he you know he gave me a couple of weeks to find a job, and I was like, can't find a job, can't find a job. So he's like, hey, come down and meet me for lunch at the Yum Yum. So I go down to Yum Yum, drop okay. my little uh, 1971 Plymouth Scamp. You remember that? I remember. That used baby, to take us to. Baby, <laughs> baby poo-poo old yellow. And we used to have to stop and get the used tires because it was out of alignment. And I wouldn't get it fixed. And we, every Friday we'd buy a $10 used tire. Instead of just <laughs> yeah, I remember it that car. But hey, dude, we would roll that thing like we was cool. We'd drive the brakes off that we, For, i literally drove the tire the tire <laughs> off that thing every i remember week. that bro but, you know hey man but it's things like that that make you appreciate it when oh, you absolutely nice stuff you know absolutely and so uh he's like come down i'll take you out to lunch at yum yum and then uh i'm gonna gonna introduce you to uncle sam he got a job for you and i was like all right mm, cool okay so uh <laughs> came down to went down to yum yum got one of them burgers with the bacon and the egg yes on sir it. uh I make those still now, and everybody looks at me like I'm crazy. No, nah, those were bomb, dude. People don't know and if they're so from Medina. Yeah, right. And you know, Yum Yum, the, the recruiting station used to be right next to the Yum Yum. Yes, so I walk in there, you walk in, and the Marine Corps is the first door that you see. And so I go to go in there, he's like, no, nah, come over here, dude. Because <laughs> my grandfather was a Pearl Harbor survivor. Ah, okay. A chief in the Navy. Right. So my dad walks me in, and he's like, uh... He wants to join the Navy. In the Navy, he was like, does the Navy want him, though? Like, <laughs> I'm like, dang, dude, I'm not some dumb-dumb. <laughs> so I sit down, I do I sit down, do that little practice ASVAB. I'm maybe 10, 15 minutes, walk back yeah. in. He's like, what's wrong? I'm like, I'm done. He's like, there's no way you're done. <laughs> so he takes me down. I go sign up. And uh, I didn't know what I wanted to do. And they're trying to sell me all these different, you know how it is. Oh, man. yeah. Just, you use car salesmen down there in San Diego uh-huh. trying to fill spots. <laughs> you don't really realize it when you're like 18, you know, and, and you got to remember, we, you and I both joined the Navy when there was no uh, wartime. Like nah, it was, it was all so peacetime, like, yeah. Oh, yeah, join the Navy, go to college. Hmm. Yeah, but back then, you know, <laughs> we'll talk, we'll, we'll touch on the college part later. I'm oh, sure. yes, we will. We're uh, definitely going to do that. But, uh, and uh, so I was like, yeah. So I was, he was like, hey, if you, if you become a hospital corpsman, Guess what? You can go with the Marine Corps. So I was like, hey, this is a good idea. My dad don't want me to join the Marine Corps. Well, I'll show him. Because I was 18. I knew everything, right? Of course and you so did. I shipped off to Great Lakes, Illinois in uh, oh, September. Great mistakes, yes. And, uh, oh, my God, dude. It, you, you, Come on now, man. Everybody gives us a hard time about California, this, that, whatever, right? Man, I ain't never had rain like that oh. in California. I've never... You know, we got the mountains right behind us, but yep. I had never even seen snow. Oh. I hadn't seen nothing like that, dude. And I can remember marching, boom, boom, mm-hmm. boom. And I got ready. I graduated right before the uh, the Bears and somebody else played on football, right? Uh-huh. So we go through, and, uh, dude, it rained so hard. Like, it was like, I felt like I was in Forrest Gump, right? When that <laughs> dude would talk about not the shrimp, but the rain. We got sideways <laughs> rain and rain that comes up and then. 
Dude, it was so much rain and it was so cold. Oh, man. yeah, that so rain cold. is no joke, man. I, I went in November of 95 and it was snowing already. So I know what it's yeah. like. It's cold. The cold is like 30 yeah, below man. zero with a wind chill of negative 70. It's no yeah, joke man. out there. The dude, my boss now for the organization I work for, he lives in Chicago and he Ugh. tries to defend. He tries to defend Chicago weather, and mm. finally he gave up. You know, he finally <laughs> gave up this April. He finally gave up this April when it was seventy degrees in April, and then two days later they got a foot of snow on April twenty eighth right. or some date like that. <laughs> but he 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 can't defend it no more. You no. know, he he talks about their pizza. I'm like man, nah. But, you know, I'm like you. I got ADD. Like, you see squirrel, I go like that. So we'll bring it back to there, right? So I, I, we will. So I go, I joined the Navy, and, uh, you know, being from San Bernardino, dude, the only trips that we used to take as kids is we used to think it was a road trip if we got to go to Farrell's Ice Cream and Grand Terrace. Yes. You know what I'm saying? By Fiesta Village. <laughs> yeah, dude, everybody... You know, it was a big deal. It yes. was a big deal. You got to go get fried chicken at Knott's and Mrs. Knott's, oh, you know? Yes. And so I think I had flown him. I think I had flown like one time in my life. Uh -huh. right? So they, and so the funny, my dad still likes to joke about it now, right? Uh -huh. The first year I was in the Navy, they sent me to core school. Then they sent me to Pensacola, Florida oh, for another school. Then mm. they sent me to North Carolina for school. So the first year I was in the Navy, I did nothing but go to school. <laughs> like, damn, when is this going to stop? And then they sent me on a ship and they put me on this big old ship. Good God almighty, that was miserable, man. I never thought that I could <laughs> have all the treasures in my life fit in one little place and they called it a coffin. You ain't yeah. joking, man. No, I know. I know. I know what you're saying, you, brother. You, 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 do these people that, oh yeah, man, what's like in the Navy? Oh, the Navy is wonderful. The thing I find funny about people is when they talk about the Navy, they're like, oh, you know my cousin? He's in the Navy. Do you know Jim Smith? Yeah, like you just know <laughs> people. Know Jim? <laughs> Dude, there's 185,000 people. That's like me showing up in San Bernardino and being like, do you know Tom Jones? <laughs> no, dude. <laughs> you might know it's Osetti because I'm a fourth generation San Bernardinian. Right. But my kids ain't going to be there, you know? Right, exactly. <laughs> and that's so but funny. then, you know, I did... <laughs> Go ahead, go ahead. I did, I, you know, I did I did my 20 years. Yeah. And I had always told myself when I talked to my dad, I'd be like, okay, because I almost got out of the Navy uh, after five years in, right? Okay. And so that was like 99. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was still fun, but, um, you know, circumstances happened, mm -hmm. and uh, I I joined, I, I re-enlisted. Right. And then 9-11 happened, and the next thing you know, I got 10 years in the Navy. Mm. I'm in, uh, I'm in Fallujah and I'm like, Oh, well, I, I guess I can do 10 more years. This 10 years went quick. Mm. And I used to tell my dad, I was like, man, it's fun. You know, my dad always was like, I thought you'd just do four years, get some money from college, grow up a little bit, you know? Right. And I, well, I got, I got some money for college and some other things, Yeah. you know, yeah. 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> I got a brain, I got a TBI, I got PTSD, you know, mm. but, but I got a, I get a retirement check. And, uh, you know, because I'm disabled, my kids will go to school in the right. state of New Jersey for free. Mm. If they go to a state school, you know, like mm -hmm. I got a bachelor's and two master's with, with the car, with the 9-11 GI Bill. But, dude, when I had been with the Marines for so many years and then they said, hey, it's time to go. And my, my, my oldest son was just born. Right. And they were they were trying to send me to like Diego Garcia and to, mm. to Diego Cuba Garcia. and mm. Guam. No, thank and, you. And, and, and the D and, and by this time, I was already achieved. The detailer was my friend. Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, what? I was like, hey, come on. Don't you know we, we cool like this? Like, we came up together. Yeah. And then one day I was, one day I was sitting at the, house, at, at the office, and I got a phone call from Millington, Tennessee. For people that don't know, Millington, Tennessee is where all the detailers are. You know, like, yes. that's a big bureau. Yep, you is. know, everybody thinks D.C., but it's in Millington, Tennessee. Millington, right Tennessee. Yep, yep. And uh, she called me up, and she's like, I got a billet to... Lakehurst, New Jersey, on the Jersey Shore, and this was right when Snoopy, 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 whatever her name is, Snoopy. I said Snoopy. Uh, you know, uh, Snooky. You know, yes, Snooky. That's right. And the situation you know, and all that. I don't watch it. I just know. Yeah, about yeah. It. <laughs> yeah, it's all good, dude. I live it. They're all around me. Oh, so uh, okay. So they're not just so, perpetuating, uh, perpetuating stereotypes. It's like that in Jersey Shore, well, huh? Well, not really, but yeah. But you gotta keep in mind. See, I'll clarify. I'll clarify like a New Jerseyan will, right? Okay. All those people, they're from they're from Long Island and New York. Uh, they just came here. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, it's worse that way. 
you know. Yeah, I've been out I that mean? way many times, so I know. But when you, but when, but when you get ready to come out here, right here, Southern California kid. Yeah. And uh, you know, you're like, man, watching the TV shows because me and a couple of my chief buddies, we'd watch shows like Jersey Licious with the uh, the haircutting, <laughs> you know, just to see what it's like in Jersey. Yeah, right. And right. You're thinking to yourself like, this is a whole nother country, and so you know. I had like one suit back in the day, right? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, man, I got they they dress nice when when they go out. You know, it's not like in California where we right. can wear board shorts, flip flops, a hat, and a fitted and be good, right? right. You gotta yeah. dress nice all the time, you know. Yeah, People oh, yeah. go to the, you know how it is. People go to the grocery store in their pajamas in California. Oh yeah, yeah. Do I, I did it today. They don't. They don't. <laughs> they don't. They don't do it here, man. No. And so I got out here. I got out here, and I was in for a culture shock because those of you that don't know me, like. Uh, Jake will attest that I'm one of the nicest dudes, but I can be yes. one of the meanest people too on the earth. Like, just, you know, get out of my way. Yeah. I'll, I'll shoot you a middle finger on the 405. <laughs> I don't care. And uh, I remember the first time I went to get gas and the dude started yelling at me because I was trying to pump my gas. Oh, yeah. You and can't I, do that in Jersey. The, yeah. We're the, we're, the only, we're the only state in New Jersey. We're the only state in the country because it used to be Oregon and yeah, New Jersey. Yeah, now that's just up now. I'll claim that, right? So, uh, you know, that's a benefit. And it don't cost me $5 for a gallon of milk either. So, uh, I mean, there are positives and there's drawbacks. And, and like you, most of it centers around food. When you've got, you got a wife who's from Temple City and they make the best tacos in the state, you know, or, or you come home uh, for a you come home for a business trip because I'm, I'm back in Southern California all the time. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I go to Stater Brothers and spend $160 on uh, carne asada seasoning and and whole whole green chilies and right. and frijoles and and rice like i mean don't get me wrong like they got rice but if you go to say you go to walmart because it's it, uh, it's like walmart, puerto rican you know, it's, it's like puerto rican rice or dominican it's not mexican well, it's not, different well out here dude it's even it's even worse than out of here like you go I, you know i could say shop right or stop and shop or whatever mm-hmm. but everybody like what's this dude talking about <laughs> everybody knows walmart dude and out here walmarts are like they're really nice for yeah. some reason. Like I never thought that I would put nice and Walmart in the same <laughs> sentence. You know what I'm saying? Right. But like, it's nice, but you know, there's no, there's no carnicerias ar- around here. Like, mm. dude, I went to the store the other day to buy some, uh, some skirt steak to, uh, make some carne asada with my chef, chef Marito. You know, uh, yeah. Dodger guy. Chef so, Marito, you know, yeah. Like yeah. I mean, Irene talking about like my carne de asada with chef Marito seasoning. <laughs> You know, because uh, I got I got some of that. You know, got to get that mailed out here. That's gotta right. Got to get the Lindy's hot sauce mailed out here yep. by my dad. You know. Yeah, of course. You know, of course. Uh, and then, uh, but uh, when you go to the section right there, dude, and you're in the little where they say international food aisle, and it's <laughs> yeah. Hispanic food. Yeah, it's Taco Bell. It's Taco Bell oh. and Chevy's <laughs> and Old El Paso. Yeah, I think that, myself about that oh. commercial. You remember that commercial? We were kids, right? Yeah. And the yeah. dudes were around. The dudes were around the campfire, and they were like, "New York City, yeah, get a rope." Like, yeah. That's how it is with the salsa and stuff out here, right? And then if you find the the Mexican food restaurant, it's not like what we get because it's uh, it's like uh, Dominican Republic, yeah, and, uh, yeah, 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 or El Salvador. Like it's dude, you're like, what? Yeah, it's you know, totally so different, it's like, man. Uh, Yep, yep, exactly. I never had I never had refried kidney beans, but you know, whatever. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> well, listen. But, but she said that was but but to bring it back to the circle, uh <laughs> they um You said all that to say this. <laughs> they they said that was the only place that I could go and bring my kid. So my wife mm. and me moved out here, you know. Okay. So I got out here. And I was the only dude that had been in infantry, you know, like actual uh-huh. ground ground combat. Right. Pew, 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 get pew, pew, pew back. Like, I'm not trying to take away nobody else's style or nothing from, uh, you know, being on a ship in the ocean and shooting rockets or launching airplanes. Like, every, you know, to put it to sports, mm-hmm. everybody's got to play a role, right? Yes, sir. And, and, and you know, uh <clears throat> I remind my Marine brothers when they give me a hard time that, you know, you're not a Marine, you're in the Navy, and I tell them Marine, right? My That's ass right. Rise in Navy equipment, my, my ass rides in Navy equipment, son. 
Like that. Well, under emblem, so. under emblem, it's Department of the U.S. Navy. So you're you're in the yeah, Navy, yeah, whether you like yeah. it or not. <laughs> I gotta exactly. remind my Marine homies every time. Yeah. So you know, <laughs> but they sent me out here to the largest Air Force Navy uh, Army base in the country. Uh huh. And it's like I'm out in the middle of uh, I'm on an episode of the Andy Griffith Show, <laughs> and everybody's like, and they're all like, "Oh, we got so much work to do." And I'm like, "Nah, man, you ain't got no. This is nothing, dude." Yeah. So I I told my old man I was like this ain't fun no more I'm I'm done I can't I can't do this no more yeah like, and then when they, and then when they said they were gonna send me to an aircraft carrier I was like oh no 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 <laughs> you don't, I, you don't I'm want not that going from a command no I'm not going from a command with thirteen sailors and thirteen civilians yeah. to a ship that's five thousand five thousand strong man that was me that and was me and there's twenty and there's twenty master chiefs like I ain't trying to do all that no so, no. Put in my papers, put in my papers, retired August 1st, 2014 was my retirement ceremony, uh-huh. you know, because my, my 20 year mark was September 7th, 94, but you know, take those house hunting, job hunting, even though I wasn't looking for a job, Yeah, we, I already knew I was going to, knew I was going to use that GI bill. Of course. Had to, had to chase down that paper, you know, I got tired of seeing that big brother Jake countdown for <laughs> how long until he, he gets his, his diploma. And I was like, man, I know that me and Jake were a couple of characters, but like, and I'm not, and I, and I always used to tell my sailors, I still tell people nowadays, even with the papers I got hanging on uh-huh. the walls, like, you don't have to be the smartest one in the room. You just got to work harder. That's exactly. That's what I tell people. I tell people all the time. I was like, you know what? You might be smarter. You might be this, but I guarantee you what? I'm going to show up to work and outwork you every single day. And one of those days, you know, it's, uh. I'm gonna hop. I'm gonna hop around. But, mm-hmm. You know, I told you in a I told you in a text message the other day. I had just read Marty Smith's book. Yeah, and for people that don't SPA, know Marty yeah. Smith, dude. Mar- Marty Smith is just a country boy, dude from Virginia, yep. who was doing NASCAR. Now he's jumping off of uh, Nick Saban's boathouse, you know, in yeah. the lake. Yeah, you know, chilling, doing big time things, right? Right, and. uh he, he was a commencement speaker at his alma mater a couple of years ago, and he put a copy of his speech in there. And he said, you know what? There's going to be smarter people than you. There's this and that. But guess what? you got to have work ethic. He goes, don't don't ring the doorbell and wait for somebody to open the door. Keep taking a crack. Push that door. Push that door. One of these days, you're going to kick that door, and that some bitch is going to fly open. That's right. And you're going to be there leading the charge. So guess what, man? I never would have imagined sitting at Pacific High School yeah. in Mrs. Brand or, or Mr. Duffy's class <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> thinking, dang, I'm going to be on the Big Brother Jake podcast. Oh, this guy. <laughs> as the direc- director of the director. Well, see, I knew you'd do something like that because you was just a talented dude, man. Well, you always thank had you. To drive in the hus- you always had to drive in the hustle, dude, even when we were kids, man. You know, we weren't the best athletes. We weren't the smartest ones. No. But dude, I sit back and I, I sit back and I laugh at all the stories I hear on these things about the field trips <laughs> with the the best this and that. And I'm like, oh my god, I was sitting right next. Yes, to Yes, you were. You were like, on a lot of those field trips, bro. <laughs> and let me tell you, like, like you and I, you you hit it on the head. Like, and I try to tell everybody, like, just because I graduated cum laude from the University of Laverne, but everybody thinks you got to be smart to have a degree, bro. I'm one of the dumbest people on the planet. Like, I'm not smart. Right. I just know how to take tests real good, and I was able to pass. Well, <laughs> yeah, see, I don't even know how to take tests really well. I, uh, I'll tell you a story about that here in a second. You know, because you graduated cum laude, I just, you know, because I'm a, I'm a perpetual one upper. Uh, I graduated magna cum laude. Uh, Excuse me, brother. <laughs> from, from from Manhattan College. Yes, you did. Um, I'm so yeah, happy for you, know, you too, man. man. I was loving your countdowns at that point. <laughs> Hell yeah. And then I rolled right in and did a did a master's degree in school counseling. Uh-huh. And uh, you know, like I said, I was using the GI Bill, so I didn't have to work. Right. Because I was getting that BA I was getting that New York City BA for mm. four thousand dollars mm. plus a retirement plus a retirement check, you know? Yeah. And so uh I did my I did my, my internship in Yonkers, New York. Anybody that wants to compare Yonkers to, to San Bernardino. Oh, I, I know hey, about Yonkers, on. bro. <laughs> go, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, dude. But uh, we got some dudes in San Bernardino that make DMX look like a chump. But, uh, <laughs> it's true. You you know I'm not kidding. Either, no, I'm dude. not. See, people you always know? say San Bernardino is that little not. that little town outside of L.A. Oh, what what's so bad about it? Y'all ain't hard out there, man. Just come out there for a day. I went to my old neighborhood dude. to do a photo shoot, and I got like. 
questions. I'm like, I know that this is my hood. I know your uncle. Well, yeah. I, I don't know you, so you need to go. And I'm like, there's like nine of them. What do I want to do? Try and fight them? Hell no. Got my yeah, ass out of there. And that's like, I tell people all the time, I'm like, hey, man, everybody thinks comp and this and that. And it's not to put nothing on. I'm not throwing no shade on nobody. No, I know you're not. You and, you and, you and, me, you, you and me weren't gangsters. I'm no, at all. We at all. At all. At all. No. At all. Like, we, 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 but, you know, you can't not see it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like we just, we chill like dudes, not, but yeah. You know, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not claiming any of that. Like, not even an associate. <laughs> none, I, I'm making that clear and Christine proper that I'm not, you know what I'm saying? Like there's no, but, look, but when you got a hometown, but when you got a hometown that started the Hells Angels, which yeah. were originally the, the bastards of Bloomington, and I can go on about yeah, that too. Yeah, it's facts. You know, because I got a, I got a couple of projects that we talked about offline, but one mm-hmm. of them is, you know, I, I, uh, I have a lot of pride in San Bernardino mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, when, when, when you got the West Side, you got the the Bloods and the Crips. You got this, yep. you got that, right? Essays, and yeah. uh, my my little my little brother, he went to school at Dominguez Hills, played basketball mm. at Dominguez Hills. Now he's uh, you know, he was up at Cal State coaching there for a while in basketball. Right. Now he's the he's the head coach. I want to say it's uh, I don't think it's Apple Valley, but one of them Apple Valleys, Victor Valley, one of them. Yeah, I put the High Desert. Schools, yeah, you know, yeah, you know. But I mean, he's still living in San Bernardino, commuting up to to the Cajon Pass every day. Mm. And uh, he went to school at Dominguez Hills, and he was like, "Look, man, I'll go anywhere in Compton any time of day." He said, "There's no, there's places in San Bernardino that I won't go in the daytime with you and Dad." And then people that know my dad know he was a 35 year police officer. Yeah, what's that? Well respected on the west side. Yes, he was. You know what I'm saying? Like he. Brothers he, know not to mess with he, him. <laughs> I've seen yeah, it firsthand. <laughs> you know, and think, think about it. So I tell these people out here when we start talking about where I'm from, this and that, like, if Ice Cube, and, and, and I mentioned Ice Cube because I know that's your dude. Oh, that's my guy, and, man. Uh, and Dre and them would have been from San Bernardino. Nobody would even talk about Compton. Nope. It's facts. You know what I'm saying? People don't get it, and man. And I'm not trying to take nothing away. No. I'm not trying to take no, nothing no, you're away not. from those people. No. But if you look at it, right? We were talking about real estate, yeah. And you can buy a house in Compton for four hundred thousand yeah. dollars. You're going to buy a mansion in San Bernardino for four hundred thousand easily. You know, easily. What I'm saying? like, you know, yeah. It's, it's one of those ones. You know that uh, only eleven percent of the population in San Bernardino has a college degree, mm. and seventy six percent of it live below the poverty level. But nobody wants to talk about it. No, they, they don't, don't want to talk about the down the downturn of San Bernardino and why we're so loyal to San Bernardino. Yeah, San Bernardino used to have a booming train industry then yep. the santa fe railroad santa fe railways moved, yeah. it to Pe- moved it to peak of kansas yep northern air force base was the largest producing mm-hmm. and flight distribution of any air force base in the country and then the the 215 freeway they moved out to ontario mm-hmm. so you take those three major travel everybody's like what's the freeway got to do with anything <laughs> yeah. you and i remember before yeah. thing was built yep. to go to vegas from anywhere in orange county or san diego you had to come right up that way right through yep. san Bernardino. right, right through, through san Bernardino. yep you had where, to where where fritz fritz ford and the in and out were yeah yeah and i'm and, and speaking of in and out i'm gonna cause a little controversy <laughs> in and out right yeah when I, that used to be my thing when i come home i'd eat in and out right i've been home four times my last four trips home i haven't had no in and out because Shake Shack from New York City oh, is a better burger. Let me tell you, I'm going to debate you on that one, bro. I'm, I'm going to tell you, you listen to my homeboy Jesse Tassetti straight out of San Bernardino. We, we got some things we want to talk about. But I'm going to debate you on that one. Like, I'll sit quiet and I'll listen to certain things, man. And, I, you know, I'm not like hardcore in and out, but I love in and out. But I've been to Shake Shack at least five times. It's good. First of all, it's overpriced. Number two, it doesn't hold a candle to In-N-Out. I'm sorry. You can defend that burger, but I'm not going to let the, any In-N-Out slander happen from Shake Shack loving on my podcast. We can't do that, bro. We can agree to disagree, but my goodness, man. Shake Shack's good. It's good. I love their shakes. I love their burgers. But first of all, you need a, you need to take out a mortgage and a, and a refi to eat there. Second of all, it's good. It's not, damn, but you know, that's, but that's your opinion. <laughs> hey, but I'll tell I, I'll tell you what I, I I'll tell you what, dude. You All said right. the shakes were good, right? Yeah, I love there the shakes. Better than a, there ain't nothing better than a Neapolitan shake from In and Out. Bro. Th- that is correct. I will agree with you on that. See, see, we can have unity in a community, as Victor Brick Jacobs would say. Yes, and I and I like <laughs> to do the Shake Shack one just to get oh. just to get uh 
just to get just to get people sparked up like that. You oh. know, both of us do things to get. Oh reaction. yeah. So we'll we'll agree to disagree with the burger Shake Shack versus In and Out. Okay, that's fine. I, I, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> However, there is something that's special and near and dear to your heart and mine um, that 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 you're involved with. Tell us more about the Warrior Scholar Project. Yeah, so hey man, we, we touch on college a lot, right? And right. you went you went back to school as a as a non traditional student. Mm-hmm. I definitely did. Uh, you know. And so the Warrior Scholar Project, it's a it's a program that's been around since two thousand and twelve. Mm-hmm. And uh it was founded by Jesse Rising and uh two of his other classmates at Yale. And so Jesse Jesse was a uh R O T C student at Yale, played football um at Yale and then his last game, Harvard Yale game, he, he suffered an injury mm-hmm. where he severed the nerve in his in his neck, and uh, he couldn't he couldn't be medically cleared to um, to go into service. Okay. And so at the time, at the time, his roommate his uh, was a Australian had a brother who was an Australian special forces that was getting ready to go to college, mm-hmm. and he was like, you know, what are the, what are the obstacles that veterans face when they go to school? Like, how can we do this better? So in 2012, we hosted a, a course. We, we refer to it as an academic boot camp, right? Okay. And uh, so they they come on they come onto the campus. They're immersed in the campus. We're at we were at 18 campuses this year. Um, service 259 uh, transitioning veterans and enlisted service members that are about to transition at 18 campuses. Schools. And when I say 18 campuses, everybody can like, oh, 18 campuses. That's a lot. However, that's comma, a lot. That's However, comma, uh, just to clarify, we're at schools like Harvard, Yale, Princeton, Syracuse, University of Pennsylvania, Columbia, uh, Amherst College, Georgetown mm. University of North Carolina, Texas A&M, and of course, uh, one of my alma maters, and, and the best school on the West Coast, the <laughs> University of Southern California. Uh, fight uh, on! <laughs> you, know, you know, bro, I, I, hey, we got some rough times right now. I laugh about it. Yeah. You know, since the day I was born, my dad said I was going to go to USC. I finally got accepted on the fourth try because, once again, dude, that's, we can't take no for an answer. No, not Apply to USC no. for undergrad, get waitlisted, mm-hmm. apply for grad school twice, don't get in. Fourth time I apply on a whim for an uh, executive, executive human resources master's degree and get accepted. I was like, hey, it was meant to happen. That's amazing. And once again, my, my Uncle Sam Uncle Sam came through and paid for that uh, that education. Mm. Um, so, you know, I get to, now, I get to say, yeah, I'm an alum, this and that, and I don't just get to be some dude from Southern California who wants to root for USC. <laughs> like me. I actually have a tie <laughs> to the, yeah. <laughs> it's all good, man. You're, your your leopards will be okay in Division 2, right? Uh, Division 3, actually. <laughs> yeah. It's all, right, to give you a bump. it's all right, you know. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'll claim but, it. <laughs> and of course, of course, the year that I'm a student at USC, we go five and seven and don't make a bowl game. Mm. So I mean, <laughs> <laughs> all your it's fault. A tough year. Yeah, it's all my fault, man. Blame me, <laughs> you know. But uh, it's always my fault, man. Blame Jesse Hill. Always, it. always. Even if, it ain't, even if even if it ain't my fault, one of my juniors or one of the people that work under me as a team member. <laughs> It's easier for me to own it. I got big shoulders, man. It ain't, ain't like I'm gonna die, you know. And nah, it's man. one of those things. Like I used to tell, I used to tell my sailors when they make a mistake, or tell my kids, man, look at your hands. I don't see no nail holes in them because the last perfect person on earth, we know what happened to him, That's man. Right. They, they gave him a crown of, they gave him a crown of thrones, you know. That's they, right, brother. They nailed his feet and his hand to a cross and they stabbed him in the side with a knife. Yep. With a sword. Yep. So uh, last time I checked, I don't got no nail holes, so I'm not perfect. I'm not expected to be perfect. I'm just forgiven and and know that I gotta leave that. And I didn't mean to get all serious. No, that's all right, me, man. I, but, you know, I welcome it. <laughs> Trust me, it's you fine. You know, it's uh, the vibe of the Big Brother Jake podcast ah. all over the place. <laughs> My man. You know, we could be talking about Micheladas one day oh. and Jesus Christ being crucified the next second. I know a but, great Michelada. <laughs> <laughs> La Diablo Michelada on 5northboat.com. Check it out. Nah. <laughs> five, five, see, hey, see, I can, you're plugging me. I'll plug you too. You know I appreciate that. It, it, <laughs> it, it, hey, man, it's all about the hustle and the grind, and you find a bunch of people that are like-minded and want to get things done, right? That's right. So, uh, we, you know, we, we went from that nine to where now we're over 1,000. We've gone from one campus to 18. Mm-hmm. Our, our 2020 application is going to uh, launch on the 3rd of September, warriorscholarproject.org. Um, you go in there, fill out an application. Only, only, only requirements for the program is that uh, 
you can't have a bachelor's degree or be scheduled to get a bachelor's degree within a year okay. uh, of completing one of our courses. Have to be an enlisted vet, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, and and there's always case by case exceptions. You know, say say you're a warrant officer and you don't have a degree, then we'll we'll do a case by case and look up on that. You know, nice. and uh, it's uh, it's great. You know, I, I get to walk around, I get to meet the students. You know, I have an interaction with all of them, being the outreach and admission. I'm the one that does the recruiting. I'm the one that reviews the applications. Me and my team, mm-hmm. my team and I. Let me let me sound like I'm educated. For a second. <laughs> yeah, you got my a master's, damn it, from SC. Yeah. Act like it. <laughs> Don't let the Dino come out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. And uh, you know, um, I get to hear these great stories. You know about these guys that thought, "Oh man, I'm just going to go to to this school. I can't do this." You know, right. I met a guy. His name is uh, Orlando Ambrose, right? Mm-hmm. And, I, and I talk about Orlando a lot, and Orlando don't mind me talking about him. In fact, if we could get Orlando on the podcast just to do an interview with you sometime, that'd be great. We too, make man. that happen. Orlando, Orlando is uh, he's living down in Orange County now. He goes to Saddleback Community College. Mm-hmm. And uh, I met Orlando in March at one of our community college outreach initiative events where we, we go to community colleges because um, – Almost 50% of vets go to community college before they go to a four-year institution, right? Yeah, I was one and of those. it's such a benefit. Yeah, you know, it's, it's such a benefit financially and everything mm-hmm. else. And so we do we do one-day events where we take our week, two-week course, and we, we mash it down into one day just to give them the weight top. Mm-hmm. And uh, I like I like to tell my boss and the people when we, when we start that day and where I'm trying to find schools to bring us on board, you know, everybody's used to the summer or the Christmas, winter, holiday blockbuster, right? And it's right. a two-hour... Uh, feature film and so our summer course is that feature film but then everybody gets that little trailer that two minute preview and that's what the the ccoi event the community college outreach event is you know the community college outreach initiative event is just one day of us so i met orlando and orlando was a uh, a green beret Mm -hmm. um started first class retired and uh got shot in afghanistan just, just you know, a typical dude from uh, Santa Ana. Yeah. And then he took he took our one day course. He applied. He he went to our Syracuse course. And uh, at the Syracuse course, he was like, "Hey, I'm here because of Jesse." You know, because I was I was the staff member on campus at Syracuse. Mm-hmm. He's like, Jesse came in, gave me these study tips. You know, they taught us these things. He said, "Now I'm getting recognized by the congressman and by the state, and I'm in the honor society." Wow. And. Uh, you know, it just like completely changed my academic career. And then he came to our, our second week in USC to our first uh, ever business program. We do a one week uh, business entrepreneurship mm-hmm. on top of it. So so he came to that. So he's just like, man, this is a blessing. You know, he's trying to go to USC and then uh, go from there, get his get his degree in, in either sociology, psychology, whatever, and then work with uh, with vets. And their mental hang-up. Because you and I both know that vets, we're a strange breed, man. We only want to yeah. talk to our own kind. Like That's true. And then we get people out there that say, oh, we're here for vets. We're here for vets. And then when they get in a position to do it, they don't do it. Exactly so it's one right. Of those ones where, where you got you to gotta care and people will open up, you know. Like, right. Uh, I talk with these guys all the time. And I had a shared bond with a kid. Uh, he's a kid, 23-year-old 20, dude. <laughs> but I call him a kid. Well, yeah, we older, so they're kids to us. Forty. <laughs> 43, if I'd have had him at, at, you know, 20 years old, he's old enough to be my kid, right? Right, right. And uh, he came up to me one, you know, after a, a brief, and he was like, I just want you to know this, this, this course changed my life. I I was, uh, I just got released from an, from an inpatient mental health thing because I tried to kill myself because I, mm. I lost a sense of brotherhood and, and commitment and everything. He goes, now I see that I can do this, I can do that. And it's all because of you guys giving us the faith and energy to do these things. And I, and I, and I share with you guys, hey, man, you're, you're not the first one that's dealing with these demons. You won't be the last one. Right. You know, I mentioned earlier that August 1st, 2014, I retired and I started school at Manhattan College on August 24, 2014. Mm-hmm. But I never talk about, I never really talk about the three weeks in between. And uh, on August 7th of 2014, my, my wife, uh, was out to dinner and drinks with some friends, uh-huh. and my two boys, my two boys were up asleep in their room, and my wife came home from work from from dinner, and uh, I was in the downstairs bathroom with the lights out, hair dryer on, and a gun next to my head mm. because I was done. I was I was I was scared of of what I was going to do at transition. Like, was I going to succeed? Was I this? The pressure, the filth, the survivor's guilt. Mm-hmm. You know, so 
I know I know that you felt that way. You oh, shared yeah. it with uh with uh I wanna say it was Jesse Yeah Destiny Child Jesse 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 Child or something like that. Jesse Dallas and, Child and, and the cookies. Yeah. We, she yeah. went to Pacific too. I, so <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like I yeah. was trying to picture and I couldn't do it, but I maybe sounded familiar. So I was like, damn, if they can talk about theirs, then I can talk about mine on the podcast too. Because until we change the academic, it's an epidemic. It is, it's man. Not, it's, it, it's not, you know, and that's like everybody says PTSD, and I think I refer to it as PTSD. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to re, 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 reorganize that, you yeah. know. Once, you, once you've been saying this for so long, but when you think about it, I heard something when I was at USC with this guy, uh, Wolf, the Wolf Tribe, and this guy does a whole bunch of team building stuff, and he was a he was a he was an army vet. He mm-hmm. talked about his downfall and everything, and uh, he said that um, until we stop referring to it as a disorder and we say what it is, post-traumatic stress. Yes. Any kind of situation, you know, you look at it, right? And in our society, um, those individuals that come from backgrounds, like you and I came from, yeah. not as bad as my, my, and mine wasn't as bad as yours, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like my mom and dad, still, my mom and dad called me on their way down to the football game, you mm-hmm. know? But, but dude, let's be honest, man. Like you were digging to find cans to get food. Yeah. I was eating, I was eating, uh, hamburger, corn, and uh, tomato sauce, yeah. like four times a week. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because yeah. that's what my parents could afford. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But like, or spaghetti, spaghetti, and not oh, like yeah. spaghetti. Like my mom, my mom would buy the the brown label skater. <laughs> yeah, I remember like, that. Dog, I, I bought that many you, times myself, you, man. You know what I'm saying? Dude? I do. So like, I don't, I don't, I don't put it on there. You know, like, oh, this and that. I mean, yeah. Life is nice, you know. I just bought that new house in Jersey. I live by the shore. Mm-hmm. I got nice cars. I got kids that, you know, if I want to go out and spend a hundred dollars on my kids for back to school basketball, she's like, I can do that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right, like, right. I can have, I can, I can have a TV in the kitchen if my wife wants a TV in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And that's not, and that's, and that's not because, oh, look what I got, because it's not like that. You know, no, I know. Uh, I do live in a community like that where everybody wants to walk around with their Louis Vuitton and their Audis and this yeah. and that, right? But you're but, from San Bernardino, man. You're not flashy like that. <laughs> so, so I, so I keep it low key and yes. then have conversations with them, like the conversation we had earlier that we won't talk about. But the dude who was neighbors with a certain left-handed, yeah. a certain left-handed pitcher for the, for yeah. the Dodgers. Yeah, we won't discuss like, that. You know. <laughs> Because I mean, you know, it is what it is. Like yeah. you and P Dub can talk about the Lakers. Me and you can talk about the Dodgers all day, all day and all perfect. night, and, and and why they haven't done this and that. You know. Oh yeah. I tell my, I tell, my, I tell, I tell, I tell my dad all the time. I was like, you know, New Jersey would be perfect if it weren't for the fact that 70 percent of the Dodger games come on at ten o'clock at night. Exactly. So thank God I work from home. So all <laughs> I got to do is wake up, brush my teeth. And I can log on to work at eight thirty nine. Man, don't lie. You don't brush you know your teeth every day. Stop lying. Stop lying. Bro, I brush my day. I brush my teeth two, two, three times a day. You know, oh, uh, this guy. Got this guy's or, trying to flex or now. Hygiene, man. <laughs> no, see, look, dude. Yeah, you know, when you got teenage kids, you know how it is. Man. I do. I was talking with the vice vice principal of my daughter's school the other day, and he's like, "I don't know what it is." And I was talking to a professor of mine that I saw on Wednesday when I went back to the campus. Right. And she's she's got teenage boys right now, and I'm like, I don't understand this. Like, I went 66 days in Iraq without taking a shower. Mm. Like, and when I took a shower, it was because I went to the soup, the, the soup to the, the outdoor market, yeah. And uh, I bought a hose and hooked it up to the Iraqi, the Iraqi <laughs> city water, so I could put it there. And then you know there ain't no heater or nothing, but it's no. 130 degrees, of course. So it was coming out scalding hot. But guess what? I was taking water, not yeah. baby wipes. Yeah. You know, <laughs> exactly. so I, so now I take two, three, four showers. Hell, why, why dude? Well, that's and why. My, my, and my boys are like, well, oh yeah, I brush my teeth. My, you know, like I'm not trying to put the kids on blast. But that's like, all right. Brush your brush, brush your teeth, dude. Like, but at that age, it's like, oh, I want to smell like. A baby's diaper, right? Like, you know, you know what I'm saying. I'm working. I'm working very hard not to use profanity. No, I, I know I can. He told me that, but but you're being respectful. Faith the warriors. I'm being respectful. And, yes, and, and you're you know, representing the Warrior Scholar Project, so you don't want to be unprofessional. Yes. I get that. And, Just, and I, I got to be associated with with uh, top top year universities. You know, what that's I'm saying? right. So. That's right. Well, Jesse, I think you're doing a great thing with this Warrior Scholar Project. You know, so again. 
Um, give out the uh, the the uh, website again. So for for our fellow yeah, vets that can do it, it's it's warriorscholarproject.org, or they can reach out to me at J Tosetti T O S E T I at warriorscholar.org directly. Um, you know that's that's one of the benefits of of working for a small nonprofit based out of DC is uh, when you when you meet somebody and you want to apply and I see that you're a go getter. Like there's no interview process. Mm. as of yet you know but right. you know we're looking at, at those things because you got to identify sometimes when it's close like okay uh you only got 15 spots at harvard and we give them their top three choices and 85 people want to go to harvard of like you got to break it down yeah. you don't want to you know but the whole goal is to, to identify them and talk with them and have a relationship to where you can say hey this works best for you at this one this and that and it's all free like mm. except for their transportation to the university so what they do is wow. we do we do we do one week and two week courses right uh-huh. and this year we did this year at MIT we did a a one week STEM pilot so it was all STEM course material uh-huh. because at some of our at our two week uh, courses um, so at the other seven let me let me organize my brain you know sometimes it just goes scattered that's all right you take so your at time seventeen man. of at seventeen of our eighteen courses. <clears throat> everybody gets the same humanities. And we base it off of uh, Alexis de Tocqueville's Democracy in America, Daniel Allen's Our Declaration, and Cal Newport's How to Be a Straight-A Student. And we talk about study skills, analytical reading, how you can take a gap of reading, right? Right. And you can take and, and pull from them the main contents of the the reading and put it on a three-by-five card, right? So mm-hmm. we can draw through it, right? So in the humanities portion, they come on, they do they do those types of things, but they get lectures every morning from uh, professors at the university who donate their time, right? I mentioned Daniel Allen in our declaration. She's a tenured professor at Harvard. So on Tuesday at our Harvard course this summer, um, <clears throat> she, she, she did the lecture. At USC, we've got uh, Joni, jo, uh, Joni, Arm, Arm, Ar, Joni Armour, who is a uh, law professor there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, his Twitter handle is, uh, I don't feel comfortable saying a word just because it's an inflammatory word, mm-hmm. but uh, <laughs> uh, it's uh, N-I-G-G-A Theory uh, is his Twitter handle, and he talks about um, race and stuff like that. Right. He put on a production at US, he put on a, he put on a production at USC uh, in Boulevard Hall, um, should we pour one out for Tookie, uh, Tookie Williams? Yeah. And uh, he talks about how this and that, he's talking... Tupac, Tupac's Brenda had a baby, you know, and the, and the songs about it and how, you know, if you think about it, right, Brenda had a baby. And if you look at the words of that song, right, that could be described as Tupac, but it could also be described as very many uh, youth uh, in, in our nation. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And like, why this and that? And why, how come this, that, you know what I'm saying? Right. And so he, so he, he teaches a day there, you know, we've had... Um, other professors, you know, uh, Miguel Santillo, who's a sociology professor at Princeton. He's been at Princeton 25 years. We all know that Princeton is not just Princeton. It's the number one rated university in the nation. Right. So, like, we, we, those are the type of people that are teaching them lectures on these topics in the morning. And then in the afternoon, they work with English professors to write papers. And they write two five-page papers during that week, right? And it shows them how to use concepts, how to do proper mm-hmm. writing, how to do all those things, right? So they have more confidence. Because it's all an era of confidence. Right. And then at, other, at, at some of our campuses, like Princeton and Oklahoma, Texas A&M, <clears throat> we do a STEM course, which is based around physics. And we have STEM pro- we have physics professors that come in and, and work with them. And then we have, uh, they're broken up into small teams. And, uh, you know, they can do anything from coding, to Python, to um, does the size and weight affect the, the velocity of an item? And they do those things, right? And then they also do physics work in the evening just to build them the confidence to succeed. And then I mentioned this year we did an entrepreneur uh, business course at, at USC with the Marshall School of Business because, you know, my alma mater, University of Southern California, has uh, the Masters of Business for Veterans, MBV. Right. Uh, it's a it's an MBA program designed for veterans um, to to do that. So I mean, we're all doing great things just to get the confidence. You know, we've got a ninety four percent acceptance rate. You know, we had care, we had we had participants in two thousand and eighteen that got accepted, like Stanford, Harvard, Columbia. Wow. You know, that's um, amazing. 
you know, you know, we had we had 27 people in our 2019 cohort so far that have been accepted to Columbia, you know, um, and their general school, their general studies um, college. So, I mean, it's one of those things that, you know, we we inspire people to do great things. And, you know, and then we also teach them about their benefits, what the VA can do, their educational benefits, how's the best route to go, you know, because there are frauds out there trying to get this this uh, GI Bill money because right. it's a four point. Four point one billion. That billion with a B. Mm. I don't want everybody to think I misspoke and said four point <laughs> one billion. Four point one billion. You know uh, that Bill Gates type money going to schools, right? And there's schools out there that that will take your take your money, give you your credits, and then they'll give you a piece of paper, but it ain't worth nothing. Right. So why you want to do it? You know because guys like me who were in talent acquisition before they they got this role, they'll look at your resume and say, hey. Oh, this guy's uh this guy's a vet. That's cool. He's got a business degree or a healthcare administration masters, but it's from National University. Like that's nothing. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like not trying to throw no shade, but we call them we call them diploma printing mills. And so <laughs> we we try and educate these people. Like, hey, this is what you got to do. This is the plan. Hey, guess what? There's scholarships. You know, I just I just finished up a uh, a letter of recommendation for one of my sailors. Um, she, I mean, she wasn't even one of my sailors, but she was one of my sailors because any sailor that was at a base that I was at, they would come to me. I'd give them the advice and mentorship that we're supposed to do because, you know, they teach us in, in chief initiation, induction, you know, like, hey, these sailors, they don't know what your rate was. They don't know how long you've been a right. chief. You're just a chief. Right. And you know how it is having been an OS. Oh, yeah. The chief is whatever it is. Like, the chief knows everything. The yes, chief does yep. this. The yep. chief is the... You know, there's a household saying around the world, go ask the chief. That's you right. You got to have these answers for him. <laughs> so, I mean, she she was a great sailor here in Jersey, you know, junior sailor of the year. She went to a ship. Uh, I want to say it was the Bahama Shard. Brittany, if that's wrong, I'm sorry. You know, <laughs> but she went to, uh, she grew up on the reservation, the Indian reservation in Wyoming. Dude, her, right. dad, her, dad, her dad committed suicide when she was a young girl. Her mom, you know, her mom and her grandma raised her. Her mom got an education. Right. Her grandma raised her, you know, and she's she's proof that, you know, you don't have to stay on the res. And and she, she graduated uh this past May from uh Grossmont Community College down there in uh in uh San Diego. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm sure you know about Grossmont I up do. there on the hill out Very there. Very much so. <clears throat> on the way out to Tampi and now now she's enrolled. She's a junior at San Diego State. Uh, she's one of those ones for my boy Dr. Derek Abbey, who's a retired Marine Corps uh pilot mm-hmm. um who, who runs who runs the veteran center down there at san diego state and you know this is just relationships that i have in the community like san diego state's trying to to bring a warrior scholarship project uh down there but they're just great people in the space and, and i wrote a i wrote a recommendation letter for her for a centennial Sentinels of freedom bridge for education uh grant which will pay for a year of her school so she won't even have to use some of her gi bill and that'll let her save her gi bill for uh you know, for her secondary degree. You know, there's schools like Pomona out there. Uh, yeah, the Claremont Colleges. Uh, Pomona. Yep. Yeah. Pomona. Uh, they they got a, yeah, Harvey, not Harvey. Yeah, Harvey Mudd. Harvey Mudd. Occidental. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's a little thing that people don't know about that, right? Right. So all those schools out there, they have a special program for vets. And if you're a student veteran, they'll bring you in, just like Amherst College does in Massachusetts and uh, Princeton. Princeton is, Princeton is a unique thing for vets. I'll, I'll talk about them here in a second. But but Pomona College um, and Amherst, they're just a couple of the schools. But if you're an undergrad and you meet their admittance policy and you want to go to school there, they they have grants and scholarships that will cover your whole undergrad degree. That way you have your GI, your post-9-11 GI Bill for uh, your secondary degree. Because, you know, as much as people don't want to admit it, the uh, the college diploma nowadays is is almost like a high school diploma, and your master's is your is your college degree. Yeah, that's you know, true. And, that, and that's a shame. But I'm not trying to sit here and say everybody's got to go to college too. Because guess what, man? I got buddies that are uh, plumbers. I got buddies that are electricians. Mm-hmm. I mean, hell, one of my one of my best friends out here. Uh, in fact, it's my wife's best friend's husband. He's an electrician in Brooklyn, and uh, that dude's cracking quarter million a year, and, mm. and he's only got a high school degree. But, you know, he's part of the union, so 
part of the union benefits is if the kids want to go to a Catholic, you know, want to go to a private school for high school, mm-hmm. they'll pay for that. They've got grants and scholarships for college. Like, college ain't for everybody. No, and, you it's know, not. It's a great thing to be able to talk about that. But let's be honest. If my, if my son came to me and said he wanted to be a welder, guess what, man? Go be a welder, dude. Do you. Right. You know, I just, you know, we all, we all talk about how we, we want our kids to do better than we did. And, Absolutely. and I'm sure you share that same belief. Always. I mean, your mom, your mom, Pam, boy, she's a hell of a lady. <laughs> Thank you. But I mean, if you, if you asked her, I'm sure she'd say that she didn't want you to be a hairdresser. Right. And, now and, she would know, tell me that she's told me that don't be a barber, go and do something better. And I'm like, well, mom, yeah, it worked for what? you. She's like, no, this isn't for everyone. You have to have a love for it. And, yeah. Yeah. You know, we got our boy Rodney Robinson up there with the, the loved ones barbershops. He's making a killing, dude. He's yes, doing he the is. San Bernardino merch. Yep. You need to go check old boy out there. He's right up there <laughs> by Sierra Way and Fortieth, man. Line you up, pick you up one of them San Bernardino uh, <laughs> baseball hats and the loved ones stuff. I mean, they're doing big things, dude. Ernie Burry's from Pacific up there yep. coaching with them boys at Cajon. Yep. I know you saw that DJ. I know you saw old Daniels killing on the Thursday night at Arizona State. Dude, oh yeah, dude, they are doing they're doing great things, you know. Chris Chaddick went to uh, San G, coached in San G. Now he's coaching uh, Indian Springs High School in San Bernardino. Yeah, you know, like dudes, dudes are doing big things, man. You know, San Bernardino's uh, doing it, em- man. Em- em- Emily Jeffries, you know, Emily Smith. She's she's a counselor at uh, at San Gregonio. Karina yeah. Sandoval teaches in San Gregonio. You know, right. Julie Baldwin just opened opened her own law practice. Like people are doing big things. You look at Steve No. He's up there in San Francisco. Yeah, even Kamala Harris and everything, man. He's doing it. Yeah, you know, and and I'm not name dropping, but when you look at what what all those people have in common, they're all from San Bernardino. That's right. They all do great things. They all kept pounding. They all did all this. They did all that. You know, Uh, it's um, you know, it's just how we're born, bred, whatever. And and San Bernardino song might have got famous after December second, two thousand and fifteen. But guess what, dude. We had San Bernardino. We were San Bernardino strong from from jump. Yes, we just didn't have a hash. We just didn't have a hashtag. For That's it, right. You know? That's I mean, right. Man, I mean, look look at it, dude. Just the other day, I I, I don't want to say the wrong date. That's right. But my boy Gabe Garcia, my boy Gabe Garcia, dude. This was the fifth year since he got shot in the head by that gangbanger, yeah. and his rookie was his rookie training officer smoked that dude, and that was a routine traffic stop in San Bernardino, and yeah. everybody thought he was gonna die. And I, I grew up with him because his dad is, was a was in a was a captain on the police department that retired to take care of him. You know what I'm saying? Like right. that dude. Think, think about it. That dude took an AK-47 round to the dome. Yes, he did. To the to the dome, he was dead. Now he might be medically retired, but he's still doing amazing things on social media. Right. You know, he's living on his forty-six thousand dollars disability. He was only a cop for eight years, but he's doing and he's inspiring people every day. It doesn't have to be this, this, or that. He just didn't let nobody, you know what I'm saying? And I mean, it's always, it's always good, you know, when you when you can hear good things about your hometown. You know? Absolutely. People want to talk about people want to talk about McDonald's. Hey, dude, <laughs> that's my hometown. Yes. People are like, no, yeah, it is. Yeah, you Ray Kroc represented. It. Down, Put it down. You know, you know <laughs> I sat down with Ray Kelly, and, and and most people might not recognize the name Ray Kelly, but Ray Kelly was a two-time police commissioner in in New York City. And he gets a lot of he gets a lot of backlash because of uh, the stop and frisk law, right? right? I'm not here to talk about whether that's nah, good or I, I bad, right? Right. <clears throat> but he he graduated from Manhattan College in 1963, and uh, one of his classmates is a big time. Like when I say this, these big time money, like uh, Tom O'Malley, he dude, this dude's got his own private island in Connecticut up by Greenwich. So let's talk about money, right? Like Greenwich is great, you know, like Greenwich. There's more money in Greenwich than there is in Beverly Hills. And this dude has his own private island where you got to drive over a three-mile bridge to get there, right? <laughs> right? Well, they were classmates at Manhattan College. So the student sex, the student center at Manhattan College is the Ray Kelly building, right? Right. Ray Kelly building. Because when he donated the money to name it, he goes, I'm going to give this to you, but you're going to name it after my classmate. Because he was a police officer. He was in the Marines. He was in Vietnam. He did all these things, right? Right. And so here I am sitting with this dude who was the commissioner of New York City's police department. And here I am, some retired chief petty officer, the son of a son of a San Bernardino policeman, and uh, we're talking and somehow the conversation of December second came up and he says, 
He goes, I don't know who trained that SWAT team. I don't know who trained those patrolmen. He goes, but that was textbook how you should handle that situation. And I sat there and I let it sink in for a second, right. you know, and I'm like, hmm. And then I thought to myself, I was like, you know, the lieutenant who was the first responder, I remember him as a kid when I was a kid coming over and having Easter dinner and Thanksgiving dinner right. because he was working. And my parents, while they didn't have a lot of money, they still had that, you know, because let's be honest, dude. Policemen, when we were growing up, don't get paid what they get paid now. No, they don't. They didn't. You know? They didn't. Um, dude, I see it at doctors all the time. You go to work at the Philadelphia Police Department, and you're starting out a salary of $77,000 a year. Wow. Dude, think about that for a second, dude. Imagine if my, one of our parents was making, even if you cut that to $50,000, imagine our life would have been different at $50,000 a year. My, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, my dad used to work security at... At Mitla Cafe, he used to work security at the Orange Show. He used to work all these things, dude. Route 66. He used to work with his buddy at Fiesta Liquor uh, right there at the end of the freeway. They're on Highland Avenue. Right, yeah. you know, right, right up from Del Rosa. Uh -huh. Like, selling, selling, sell, just being a cash register man. You know what I'm saying? But, right. like, he did that for me and my brothers. And, you know, like, that, that's the hustle grind you see, you know? Like I mentioned earlier, my grandfather, he was a World War II Pearl Harbor survivor. He was a plumber. He was a he was a, a mail delivery man. Like he built stuff, you know. Like just it was always whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like he just it uh <coughs> you know it just hard work was built into us. And so to be, but I thought to myself, I was like, my dad trained those guys. My yeah. dad was the range master when they were doing all this new swap stuff. Like my dad had a hand in that stuff. And then the way the city did my dad with the whole bankruptcy and my dad getting bladder cancer and they were like, nope, we're not going to use your position no more. Just like throw my dad out with the trash, you know, it's not trying to be political, but like they're still, they're, they're still doing what they know how to do. You know, it's, I mean, my mom and dad are still in the house that I, my mom and dad are still in the house that I lived in. My right. brother lives in the house that my, that my dad was raised in. Mm. That's Cameron Avino, dude, just making it work, you know, and, yeah. and you know, and then there's me living the good life. Screaming <laughs> in the background. If you if you hear that, you know my wife just got home from the girls. I can hear it. <laughs> my, my 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 son's mom's friend came to pick up my son's friend. Like it's my, you know, my house was. You know how it was, man. My mom always had cookies and brownies and oh, stuff yeah. open for everybody. Of you course, know? you know it was always like that. And, and I try to do that with my kids. They they might have a little. They might have a few more pairs of Nikes than I had. Or a few more pairs of basketball shorts or whatever. They might have a TV in their bedroom. But guess what, dude? They still got to do good at school. My, my nine-year-old, man, he's got straight A's, dude. That's the one that likes the turkey stick. I'm almost halfway tempted to... I'm almost halfway tempted to put him on here and say hello so he can have his whole life fulfilled and hear himself on the Big Brother Day podcast. Oh, you know, like your little girl. You're listening to my daddy. <laughs> Hey, come here, little man. Yeah, have him on. Bring him on here. Hey, say hi to Big Brother Jake. Hello. Hey, how you doing? Tell them who you are, dude. Let the world know who you Tell are. Who Go ahead. Hello. Hi. Reed, you're going to put you on. <laughs> come on. Hi. Hello, Reed. How you doing? Good. Good? You like, you like listening to the show? Yeah. That's awesome, man. Well, I hope you're entertained and that you, you, you always listen and tell your friends about us, all right? Okay. <laughs> I got to say, Jesse, it's been a pleasure having you on. We could do this all day long, yeah. man, but we're going to have to have you back yeah. just to have, you know, tell more stories. But uh, Hey, dude, I'll, I'll come on and do the uh, – I'll be your baseball playoff. Yes, insider. you you will be my yeah, Dodger sure. insider for MLB playoffs for sure. But Warrior Scholar Project, or is it WarriorScholarProject.org? Did I get that right? WarriorScholarProject.org. All right. For all you veterans, check that out. Jesse, it's been a pleasure having you on the podcast. Thank you so much for coming out, yeah. on, boy. No problem, my man. Take it easy. Uh, I'll talk with you later. Yes, sir. You're listening to the Big Brother Jake Podcast. Yo, so, he had a lot going on there. I know, I apologize a little bit, you know. You know, but Jesse would be the first one to say sorry. There's some noise there, but 
That's how it is, man. You know, that's real life. That's what my podcast is about. You got kids in the background and whatnot. It's going to happen. I mean, happens to me all the time. My kids walk in, but, you know, it's just too good to want to edit any of that interview. That was supposed to be on episode 41, but it was so good, so long, that I, I, I couldn't, I didn't want to make it a two-hour podcast, so I, I split them up. So, I hope you enjoyed listening to my boy Jesse Tassetti and talking about his Warrior, Scho- Warrior Scholar Project. That's warriorscholarproject.org. For all you veterans that are looking to, you know, go back to school and invest in yourself, invest in your uh, knowledge, then... Hit that website up. Um, so, yes, thank you for uh, tuning in to the Big Brother Jake podcast. Appreciate all the love. Again, episode 42 is in the books. We are itching our way to the Big 50, not too far from now. And I might be cranking out episodes one to two a week, well, probably two to three a week, you know, um, because I got a lot going on uh, coming up with the, the Clippers, the Kings, the Chargers. And some other things I'm working on. So thanks for sticking with me. Thanks for riding with me. Thanks for putting up with my sick-sounding voice. But I do love how I sound. Ladies, let me know. (laughs) So thanks for tuning in. And uh, next week, working on some surprises for you. So until then, thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting to all 37 countries. I will not name because it takes too long. I say to y'all. You're listening to the Big Brother Jake Podcast.